my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is to get your hybrid schedule right. Lots of organizations are moving people back into physical offices, at least part of the time. But there is a lot more flexibility now than in the past. So this can be a great opportunity to consider how you work best and what might make your work-life balance possible. This episode was inspired by a question I am getting a lot these days. People note that their organizations want them to work in the office three days per week and at home two days per week. So which days would they like to work from home? On some level, this isn't quite the right question. True flexibility means working from home when it works best for you, which could change week to week. This week, your kid has a special lunch at school on Wednesday, so it would be good to work from home that day so you can dart over and back without losing too much work time. Or maybe you look at the traffic Tuesday morning and see that there's a gigantic snarl on the bridge you have to take to get to the office. Rather than sit in a solid hour of traffic, you decide that that is a good day to work from home. But I know a lot of teams like to coordinate in-office coverage or when would be best for meetings, and many people like to create a weekly rhythm that they can plan on. So I understand the impulse to designate which days will be work from home days. That just leaves the question, which days? My first bit of advice, don't automatically pick Fridays. This is probably the most common choice and pre-pandemic it was basically the only day many places would allow people to work from home. But Friday tends to end earlier anyways. So if it helps your work-life balance to be home earlier, you will automatically do that on Fridays. You want to find different days where your work-life balance could be improved. If you've got an awful commute, my choice would be to work from home on Tuesdays and Thursdays. This can make a bad commute more bearable because you never have to do it twice in a row. If you have trouble concentrating in the office, my vote would be Wednesdays and Thursdays. You can schedule your meetings for Mondays and Tuesdays and have social time then. 
On Wednesdays and Thursdays, you can hunker down and work from home on your individual deliverables. And, of course, Friday is the slow day. With lots of other people working from home then, you can probably concentrate in the office. Brilliant. If you are experimenting with living far from your office, not just a long commute, but maybe you have a weekend house or something like that, then I'd recommend choosing two consecutive days to work from home, wherever that home happens to be. The most obvious choice is Thursday and Friday. You can head out Wednesday night if that works for your family's schedule and head back sometime Sunday. The alternative is to use Monday and Tuesday as work-from-home days. I kind of love this idea because, honestly, I think working from home is more productive than working in most offices. But I know it might be hard to pull off in many places. Monday and Tuesday do tend to be the kickoff days for many projects, and those do tend to be the big meeting days. So that is something to keep in mind. One idea to put out there is to shift hours. Even on the days you do go into the office, there is no law that says those hours have to be 9 to 5. As we have seen during the pandemic, if the work gets done, when it gets done, and where it gets done are not quite so relevant. So if your organization has pledged to be more flexible and you would really prefer to work early, you might see about doing a schedule of, say, 7 to 3 or even 6 to 2. If you are more of a night owl, perhaps 10 to 6 or 11 to 7 would allow you to be more productive. Plus, if people stagger their commutes, the roads will be better for everyone. In any case, think about how you work best, what days you tend to do what kind of work, and what the rest of your life looks like. Then, Think about how a hybrid schedule can best support all that. My hope is that there will be a lot more happy people when fewer organizations are demanding people be in their desks from 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. We have seen in the last year that this isn't absolutely necessary for most knowledge work. Let's keep those lessons to create a better way of working moving forward. In the meantime, this is Laura Thanks for listening, and here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey listeners, I know you love mornings. And with nearly 300 beaches in Puerto Rico, each one is a reason to wake up early and catch a picture-perfect sunrise. Puerto Rico has nearly 300 miles of coastline, 
and the island's diverse geography offers everything, from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches and beaches perfect for water sports. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. 